Is the door locked? Yeah. This is fun, isn't it? Hey? <laughs> of course. Is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to find out if science can handle pain. (laughs) (laughs) Good acting. Uh, Thank you very much. Yes, I'm I'm doing some courses. Um, I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. Cameron Shearer. Uh, Hello. And a special guest. A fourth person. A fourth person, Dr. Noni Creasy. Hello. Hi, and welcome. Good welcome. Noni. Welcome. It's a pleasure Thank to have you here. And you. as always, we have got an academic introduction for you. All right. So Rhiannon Creasy, or Noni, as, as she's commonly known, did a Bachelor of Science in Nanotechnology at Flinders University from 2004 to 2006. Wait, are you going to do a funny, a good one? Or is this yeah, going to be on, a good one? No, it's going to be on. good. It's going to okay. be good. We've, All right. we've got to get through right. the dry stuff. Not a good start. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Biomedical applications was the major. Then Noni did honours in nanotechnology at Flinders in 2007. Thesis titled Transfection <laughs> Microarrays Enhancement of Transfection Efficiency of Mammalian Cells by Combining DNA Surface Adsorption and ooh, Electroporation. Well done. Thank you. Was that Thank was you. that all actually okay? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Oh, yeah. well, well done. done. I, would, I would call it electroporation, but you were close. What did I say? Electroporation. That is exactly what you just said. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I actually would have said it the way Chris says it. Yes. Uh, Thank sorry. you, Noni. Bam, loser. <laughs> so one of the things, Noni, is any time you can correct Cameron <laughs> and it means I'm right and he's wrong. When, when's the fun part of this interaction I'm getting up to the up? bit where okay. I become right. a supervisor. <laughs> I was about to say, full disclosure, Chris was my supervisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, don't, don't you worry. We're, we're getting to that bit. Um, then from 2008 to 2012, Noni did a PhD in chemistry. Thesis titled... Characterization of fiber forming peptides and proteins by means of atomic force microscopy. Oh, that sounds Ooh. very similar yeah. to something the, someone here does. Yeah, yep. golden instrument. And this, this is where Noni and my paths crossed. Uh, so she started, as I said, a PhD in 2008. I became uh, one of her PhD supervisors. That's about the same time that I became uh, a mentor to Cameron Shearer <laughs> and Renee Gorham. Andy was in 2012. I became his mentor. So, um, Mentor Noni, or pain in the ass? Same thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. You're actually right. Noni was an excellent student and her thesis resulted in some outstanding publications in peer-reviewed journals. Um, and we, co- we co-authored a number. For example, here's one. Detecting protein aggregates on untreated human tissues by atomic force microscopy recognition imaging why, published in Biophysical Journal. Why, when you say the titles of papers, do you get a little bit robotic? Because it's it's science, so I've got to remove a little bit of emotion. No, I think okay, it's because fine. that's how he reads. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he also has done a few postdocs. First postdoc was at the National Institute for Material Science, NIMS, in Tsukuba. That'll do. That'll do. Japan, that was from August 2012 to July 2014. Who was that with, Noni? I've forgotten. Uh, Tomonobu Nakayama. Yeah. Ah. Uh, prestigious institution. Now, her second postdoc, this is close to my heart, was at University of Nottingham in the Laboratory of Biophysics and Service Analysis, working with Professor Clive Roberts in the UK. That was from August 2014 to July 2015. Now, I did two postdocs in that laboratory, 
and worked with Clive Roberts, Professor Clive Roberts. I wish yeah. this podcast could pick up on the sound of our eyes rolling back <laughs> in our heads. It's kind of a wet sound. <laughs> it is, it? yeah. yeah. What, um, does that mean they let you go at some point? They they wanted to keep me, but, you know, Australia called in the second postdoc and I had to leave. No, I was a legend at that workplace, an absolute legend. And Noni, there will still be stories about me. There was, yeah. yes. yes. What about, uh, what, what was his nickname? Well, it wasn't Teabag. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yes. Noni, we need you on here more often. I've got someone on my side. This is awesome. Come on, um, Teabag, hurry it up. So, yeah, I, I was a legend there and Noni will have lots of amazing stories. And I've got Noni elaborate. So maybe Noni lady can tell some stories about how amazing I was They there. all involve beer. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Um, third postdoc at University of Queensland, which Noni started in August 2015 until now. And that is Noni's introduction. Oh, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, that that sounded like a dry academic introduction. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> you might want to work you, you, on that. You hit all the tropes that Andy says uh, you shouldn't hit. Yeah, that's right. Well, did you not read my, my, my religion is doing the opposite to what Andy says. <laughs> Chris, stay dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Brush your hair. Hold on. <laughs> Shit. Well, welcome. And uh, Noni, are you any good with pain? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do I have to answer? You do have to answer. Yeah, it's part of the podcast. No, I'm really not. No, well, me neither. No. Anyone here actually good with pain? Why would anyone want to be good with pain? Well, I I don't know. I'm a massive wimp when it comes to it. But my mother, for example, she would quite happily go undergo um, dental surgery or dental kind of like painful stuff without any anesthetic. Why? She liked it, I guess. It explains a lot, doesn't it? (laughs) My mum's a bit kinky. Tough as nails. <laughs> Tough yes. as nails. Yes. Um, I think I've got a reasonably high tolerance for pain, but I would never do that. That is not something I would volunteer for. I'd be wanting pain medication. Yeah, okay. For sure. Yeah, me too. You know, the, there's a few times where I've had to be in a hospital for one reason or another. And they don't is that really... when your testicles didn't descend? <laughs> I said really... one reason or another. <laughs> yeah. More than one reason I've been in the hospital for. Um, and they never ask like, how much pain are you in? Because everyone's going to go, oh, the worst. Yeah. They would say out of 10, like rate your pain. Yeah. Um, and so I reckon my seven is someone else's 10. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And uh, Noni, science. If science was a person, would they be very good with pain? Yes, because they have to be in order to experiment on themselves. Ah, okay. So science is the ultimate experiment- experimenter. Yeah, I Self-experimenter? Think so. Well, they have to be, yeah. What do you think is the weirdest thing they would do to themselves? Mm. Butt Everything, stuff. Everything, yeah, butt stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's butt not that stuff. weird, really. It isn't. No, in the grand scheme of things, you're right. Yeah. It's not Five minutes weird. in, and we're butts already. Yeah. Yeah. It's butt stuff. That's What's the story? It. Wasn't um, the initial scale for voltage was based upon how much how much pain it gave? Oh, like really? The the higher volts gave more pain. Oh my god! Wow. Um, yeah, I know that one. I wonder if that's true. All Probably. Right. Yeah. I reckon it is. There's some uh, homework. There there's some homework for you, peepoppers. Yeah. Now it is. Uh, Prove Cameron right. wrong. Science, pain, Chris, go. Well, what's interesting about this is science causes a massive amount of pain. <laughs> yeah. Massive amount of pain. Emotional. So? Yeah, yeah. It's because science is hard, and I think this is this is something that that is that just, we just don't get across to all the students. It's really hard. So when I when I train students on the complicated bits of equipment that I 
I use, which you are all expert at, I have to say. I yeah. begrudgingly say about PowerPoint. Andy. No, no, you were exceptional. PowerPoint, Word, Oops. printers, yep. No, Atomic Force. <laughs> and, uh, Smartphones. Um, <laughs> apps. <laughs> Chris still doesn't have any apps on his phone. That's he still does everything through the browser, which is stupid. But I think science itself would, would, would be able to disconnect pain. Science knows the source of pain, mm. it knows what causes it, it would be able to disconnect from pain completely. Good. I think you're wrong. I think that <laughs> science <laughs> science would be very bad with pain. Okay. And that's because it's so sensitive to everything that it feels things so much more than what the, the next closest thing, how they would feel it. And I'm going to go that, that science... Uh, actually enjoys and gets off on the pain and yep. looks purposely for ways to inflict pain on itself. Is this something to do with butt stuff? <laughs> that butt stuff is barely scratching the surface. <laughs> You're personalising this one. I am, um, yeah, I'm just projecting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my lovely science buddies. Guess what time it is? Uh, what? News for this past five weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, been, <laughs> it's a while. been a while. Been a while it's been a while since we recorded. It's been a while. Um, Noni, as our special guest, please. What in the science world has happened to you? Hmm. Not a great deal. I've been repeating a lot of experiments. Oh. Fun. But actually, I'm going to Japan next week, so that's oh, fun. That's Ooh, really great. good. That's really good. That's not news. Is that, for, is that holiday or for experiments? That's for more experiments. Oh, great. Back to Sukaba? Yes. Sukaba? That's not how you say it, is it? You can I say it however you like. Everyone says it differently. Oh, okay. Sukabu, Sukaba. Yeah. A lot of people say scuba. Yeah, scuba. that's what I thought it I was, like scuba. Yeah, yeah but it's that. it's spelled with a T, so it's not. Scuba. <laughs> Got it. Um, why, are you, why are you repeating experiments? Because they didn't work the first time. And how long have they not been working? Two years. Ooh. And how frustrating is that? <laughs> Very. And whose hypothesis are you trying to prove correct by repeating experiments? Mine. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's a bit better. <laughs> yeah. So here's an example of the amount of pain science can cause. Yeah. Not getting the results that you would kind of like. Yeah. And Noni, what, what kind of advice do you have for anyone in your position? Like, how do they get through the frustration that science can bring? Have a hobby that okay. isn't science. Mm -hmm. and have a your, life. Yeah, cool. What's yours? <laughs> Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you can give advice to other people and not follow it yourself. That's, That's right. True, yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> so how's Japan going to fix your problem? Oh, we're doing a completely different technique and trying something else. Okay. All right. That's a good idea. Not just using a slightly different instrument or yes. uh, different weather. I'm yeah. not sure what else is different. Yeah. Exactly, because we've been just trying slightly different iterations of the same thing over and over. And yeah, that sounds like science. Yeah. Mm, Gibbo. All right. Um, Massive news this week, Gibbo. Too much, too much news, really. <laughs> so, I'm just, so I'm going to keep it relatively short today. All right, you've got three pages in front of you. I'm worried. Yeah, about this. I've only got three points though for for news. Okay. okay. So first one is um, just signed a new contract. Oh, yeah. How I mean, long? Permanent? No, not permanent. Uh. Not permanent. Yeah, that's that's some more pain from science <laughs> and the university. Um, no, it's for two years though. So for the last. Gosh, uh, I think three, four, five years. I've been signing one-year contracts every All time. Right. So this so one's at least for two years. Two years is a win? Two years is a what massive yeah. win. We've got a soundbite for two-year contracts? Um, it it, it can't be too – like it can't be like permanent position. It's got to be well, a, of bit, course not. No. a bit downgraded. Thanks, camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a bit downgraded from that. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's got to be a little mediocre. Like, yeah. Yay. Uh, well done. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. It's thank good you. to have you around for another two years, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah, thank you, Cameron. It is nice to know that you like to see, you like to oh. see my beautiful face every now and then. Yeah, yeah. and beautiful. that jacket as well. I'm going to see that jacket for two more years. <laughs> this is relatively new though, this one, isn't it? Yeah, I love it still. <laughs> All right. Um, now, I won... A bit of a competition recently. Oh, <gasps> yes, a P-pop competition. Which one? Which one? No, you um, didn't. Yes, it was a competition <laughs> on who could say oh. Ingo's surname the best. That's uh, right. You mean Ingo Cooper? I don't know how I said it last time, so I'm not saying it again because I can't remember. Uh, and I won. Yeah. So Ingo revealed on our Facebook page that I won. He did yeah. not put my name. How did he reveal it? <laughs> he put a picture of a tea bag. Yeah, okay. that's you, tea bag. Everyone knows that's, that's you because you are tea bag. I will assume he means me, but I, it's, it's victory, so I'm going to take it. An update on Cameron's rubbish science competition. Yes, the Peapop Most Relevant dun. Scientist. Noni, what do you think about the Peapop Most Relevant Scientist competition? I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, good. See, Chris, there you go. Do you, do you like it that Chris is losing? No. No. Uh, yeah, so it's just that it's a good measure of... Who's a relevant scientist? It's just that it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's Noni. That's Noni. It's code for it's rubbish. <laughs> that's just Noni being lovely and polite. Uh-huh. Thank you, Noni. I haven't yeah. actually checked what my So just like is, how so. she said, you being her PhD supervisor was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but it was also <laughs> exception, it was exceptional science was done as well, wasn't it, Noni? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah and important science. <laughs> anyway. No, it was. It was, of course. Uh, now. Now. What? Andy. Andy. Your um, yep. rubbish Cameron science competition score is Give it to me. 1.86. <gasps> I've gone up. When, when gone did up. I, I'm not keeping track of my science You've anymore. I've got three papers. So every time you three, fuck yeah. off. I've got, <laughs> got 14. 14. Yeah, all right. 14. <laughs> every time you get a site, your score yeah. goes up massively. You have quite a few sites the last five weeks. Oh, have I really? Oh, that makes me feel really good. Yeah. I've, I've completely Relative disconnected. Relative to how many from, papers exactly, you've published. Yeah. <laughs> if you win, then you. Oh. Was it 1.8? 1.86. Cameron, you've really, you've really, well, not giving away the next bit, but you've really closed the gap. Yes. A lot. It's surprising. Cameron, you're 1.93. <gasps> oh. he is, he's closing the gap <laughs> in a scary way. I was, so, you know, pretty soon you're going to be calling it the Cameron Rubbish <laughs> Science Competition. I think I was leading by about 0.4 or point three. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got three sites, so, of course, it's just, it's just gone through the roof So, now. once again, this comes back to why we're doing this. What you've got to do is produce... Not many papers, but make them bloody awesome. And yeah. I believe that's what I've done. Yeah, and I want that to be the more key, demo- key yep. demo- demographic word. <laughs> demographic is not even the right word. I was mispronouncing the wrong word. You said dare. You said dare. And I just thought I'd just go with demographic. Anyway, so I think this is a great No, game. I mean. Yeah. And Gibbo, I guess yours was that like in between Andy's and mine. So I'm trialing a new nickname. I don't know if you guys have noticed my, uh, when I sign off my emails. Falcon. Uh, <laughs> why? It's like nineties porno name. Stop it. It's Thank not you. A good it's name. not a good name. Thanks, Noni. Falcon. Did you watch Top Gun recently? Why? No, no. This is actually from. Um, so I've got a. As you all know, I've got a couple of kids, and my daughter's seven, and she watches this crappy kids show. And on there, there's a character who they move to a new school, and uh-huh. no one knows him. And he's old, old school. He's a complete nerd and geek. Yeah. But when he goes to the new school, nobody knows him. So he starts uh. wearing leathers. Oh. And calling himself Falcon, and all everyone right. just thinks he's awesome. Yeah. Well, so that's what right. I'm doing. No, yeah. And you no, have you have a new jacket, and you're calling yourself Falcon. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I'm going to give you a belt. But none of it is leather. I will call you Falcon when I see you in 100% leather. Clad in leather. Clad in leather. I want a leather hat. I want a leather mask. I want leather. Well, and a handlebar mustache. Yeah. And I want. Like the, the village people. If I buy you leather pants, will you wear them? <laughs> All right. <laughs> They've got to be really They're expensive. Really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of cow. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, my, my, anyway, back to my score. <laughs> my score is 1.32. But I have a weird feeling I'm going to close the gap and win. Oh, is that, that is a weird well, feeling. You've got a lot of self-citations <laughs> self coming up. Um, anyway, so that's my news. Okay, both. thanks very much, Cameron. Uh, so uh, one of the reasons why we haven't met each other for so long is because I went on my honeymoon. Oh, so sexy honeymoon. Yeah, that planned. <laughs> so I spent one week in Croatia, in Dubrovnik, a very nice city. Mm, carry and on. I spent one week in Greece, in a small town called Theologos. Uh, and that nice. was great. Uh, while I was there, I, I saw a, a wedding. I saw a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to put on wedding. I was an invited guest and I attended a wedding. You well kept done. that quiet, didn't you? I didn't know there was a wedding, in, like a wedding oh. honeymoon combo. Yeah. Oh, you didn't ask. Oh, you're right. But I, should I ask every iteration of everything that's ever going to happen? You don't. You haven't yep. asked me this weekend if I'm going to a wedding honeymoon. Cameron, are, combo. You go, are you going to a wedding? <laughs> no, honeymoon? no. Okay, actually, right. No. Well, hold on. Well, in that case, we should just ask you loads of questions. Are you going to go to the circus? No. <laughs> are you going to go to the theatre? No. Going to the cabaret? Hear the festivals on? No, I don't have a lot planned this weekend. <laughs> I can just save it at that. I'm going to a baby shower, actually. A boring. Your life's yeah. turned into a very boring life. <laughs> yeah, I've had a honeymoon now. I've, all the and parties are over. It's over. Sounds uh, like my life. <laughs> and so the wedding was great. Uh, cool. Listener of the show, Jim, got married. Jim. Oh, Jim. We met Jim at your wedding. Jim's yeah, he was my uh, best man yeah. at Jim. my wedding. He's a big Gibsonite. Um, and he's not a Gibsonite. He's, my, he's a fan of me. <laughs> I believe he said I was the best. <laughs> Uh, and the the you know at, at Australian parties mm -hmm. you know you had a good time and maybe you know Gibbo's Nottingham stories yep you know you had a good time by how drunk you got yeah yeah it's kind true. of like the next day you talk about how drunk someone got and mm. you know the drunker the, the better you know took the clothes off yep uh, at a Greek wedding it's how late you stay Ooh. Ooh. so you don't need to drink a lot you just need to stay a long it's time a marathon yeah and so I was there until six thirty a.m. Oh, that is a good time. Is that a real time? Six thirty a.m. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Yeah, yeah. You didn't go? Did you? Did you have a little nap in, to, to try and make it to six thirty? Like duck off to the corner or go to the toilet and have a little sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I stayed there until six thirty oh, a.m. See, well done. Uh, and so that's how I won the wedding. You, you won. won. Oh, well I can't believe you turned someone else's wedding into a competition. Everything if, is. If anyone could do it, Cameron can. Uh, two days after I came back from this two-week holiday, I was supposed to go to Japan for work. <gasps> in fact, I'm supposed to be in Japan right now. But you're not. You're right here. I'm not in Japan right now. Uh, and so what happened is I was going there to use the synchrotron. Mm. I probably talked about it a lot of times already on the podcast. Fucking, I tell you what, I am cutting out every time you mention synchrotron. <laughs> well, now, now it's now useless. And, that's right, yeah. I've got a vague recollection I've heard about this. Before. I got a call three hours before boarding the flight that electron injection failed. So synchrotron is uh, electron spinning around. Uh, and so without the electron spinning around, there's no point in me going there. Pointless. You're not actually bombarding your samples with electrons, though. You're actually bombarding with X-rays, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. So it's when the X-rays 
uh, is it they turn sharply, they produce X-rays. What kind yep. of radiation is that again? I can't remember. Light. Krenkov, I think it is. <laughs> Bremstrahlung, I think. You Why does everything you say sound like a euphemism for like wanking, Krenkov? <laughs> <laughs> that says more about you than me, Andy. <laughs> Continue, Cameron. Sorry, I've so, interrupted again. Now, they did a relatively annoying thing when they sent me the email when they they actually said uh, the electron injection failed, but there's a 50% chance that it will be working by tomorrow. 50-50. That's, that's not even... I was going to say it's a roll of the dice. It's not. It's flip of the coin. Yeah, flip of the coin. And so we kind of had to make the call whether to go. No, no, no. <laughs> Those odds aren't good enough. Yeah. Whether to go and then maybe just have a week in Japan. Why not that? Why yeah. didn't you do that one? Or to just cancel it and then do work. Um, uh, I felt like being at home, actually. Well, you've just been away, haven't um, you? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a competitive booking process to get yeah. time. And so if you if you lose it, you lose it. You don't just, it just doesn't all get filtered back. So we've got October, four days in October now. Okay. Okay. Good. So I had to, I, I booked through a travel agent. Mm. Uh, I told them the situation and said, just cancel it. And they said, okay, well, uh, uh, Qantas, the f- airline provider, charged yep. $350 for a late cancellation fee Boom. per ticket, <gasps> the two of us going. And the travel agent charges $400 for, for a phone call. For a phone call mm-hmm. on God. the cancellation fee. So I don't know how. We're in their own business. <laughs> yeah. Now, they managed to refund our tickets so we've got that money back yeah which is good mm. but we, ha- we had to pay the 750 dollars cancellation fee and the travel agents are still charging us the booking fee oh so how much were the flights uh 900 i was about to say it's almost the same as yeah so we probably should have just not gone yeah. yeah. <laughs> just give the airline the money. Or, or gone, can you just scalp tickets? Probably not. No. Is just that frowned upon? Is that I believe if you steal someone else's passport, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'd have to scalp passport and tickets. Exactly, together. Yeah. Uh, and wanna... someone that looks like you. I'm pretty generic. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm definitely not you, Andy, but that's uh, that's my, uh, that's my that's all I'll say. I got... Mug sale update. Oh. Peapop mug sale update. Yeah, yeah. Um, zero, still zero. Still zero. Yeah, still zero. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. People are saying, yeah, love the love the mugs. Everyone loves Nothing. the mugs. Nothing. So I imagine people are just taking screenshots of the mugs and putting them on their wall. Yeah, they are. Treating That's, it as art. Yeah, I think, well, it is it is amazing contemporary yeah. art. So yeah. I, I completely understand Can why you count the number that. of screenshots being taken? Off? I can't, I'm afraid. Mm, so it's That's probably it a lot. It's probably that. It's probably that. Um, Sounds reasonable. In other news, uh, freelancing is going fine. I'm earning some money. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's more than a... More than zero. Yeah, Chris is winning the bet. <laughs> yeah. Between, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, still writing. And I did something pretty interesting this week. I went to a workshop and the workshop was improv... For science communication. Okay. For scientists. Okay. So the idea is that um, scientists, uh, there were a lot of PhD students and a lot of, and a couple of, kind of few postdocs there, but it was using improv skills and um, I don't know, like techniques to communicate your science or to make you feel more confident. And it was a good workshop. It was, there were a few, they they did the thing which like, here's, like we did a lot of drama games and it was like, here's the drama game. And then like at the end they were like, and this is important because it gives you confidence. Or, you know, like, 
Oh, this is a way to warm up. So there are a couple weird little connections that didn't kind of make sense. Okay. But overall, it was really fun. Did you do any trust exercises? Like, you know, falling into At each other's At one point, arms? he said, close your eyes. And I was like, why? I hate closing my eyes in public. Mm. I feel really like like rabbity in a headlights yeah. kind of thing. Like that's, someone's going to come and just grab my yeah, bum or something. Because that's what you want to do to other yeah, people. Yeah, I want to run there. around and, and tap people on their private bits. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. So why? why, why uh, no trust exercises. No falling back. Mm, it's a right, shame. Good. It's a um, good have you ever done any any weird uh, workshops, Noni? Workshops are weird generally. But, um, tell, me, tell me both. <laughs> uh, there was one at a conference in uh, back up in Nottingham um, where they did some drama stuff. That sounds a lot like what you were doing. Okay, yeah. But um, so yeah, we did a workshop where yeah, there was some drama. People came in and you you got to sit down one to one with someone and you were just mimicking each other's expressions. Oh, weird! And it was really bizarre because Ooh. you had to look directly into the eyes of the other person oh, and it was oh, very intimate. Bizarre. And it's a complete stranger, so yeah, and you're just mimicking expressions. I, I, I always worry with stuff like that. Like, what is the connection? What do you want me to get from this? And this is one yeah. thing I thought about the workshop. Like, this is all fun and well, and it is a little bit confidence. Like, taught taught you to kind of sort of look towards the audience and, and not be scared and all that like little tips and tricks but with something like that what do you how do you feel like they connect it or do they even try to connect it to a scientist life or skills yeah a lot of it had to do with social anxiety so mm. they may even mentioned stuff about people who didn't want to close their eyes and they were like a lot of it has to do with just social anxiety mm. and um and scientists generally have a social anxiety <laughs> so mm-hmm. it tends to be a thing yeah um so it was sort of helping People okay. get over social anxiety oh. so that they can network better and connect mm-hmm. with people at conferences mm-hmm. um, because networking is so important <sighs> to scientists. Yeah. So um, a lot of it was just simply about getting over anxiety. I had a lot of fun. Hey, scienters. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hi. Um, our topic for the day is deciding when to leave academia or when to just call it a day mm. all right and i think as a as a prelude to this that every scientist at some point gets to their phd comes out the other other side if they choose to do a postdoc it's during that time that the realities sink in Whoa. yeah and it's not really until after phd that you go oh shit oh this is this is what i worked for like yeah. is it this and i'm going to throw to you first noni because you made an uh, an announcement on, was it Facebook, LinkedIn? Oh, the yeah, whole lot. I've made several announcements all Perfect. over the place Perfect. because I'm looking for a job. Perfect. So <laughs> let, let's talk about that. So um, you've done how many postdocs? Um, at the end of my third postdoc now. So you're at a stage where um, you would be looking for a more permanent position. Yes. And how many years is that? It's about six or seven years, is that? Uh, so I'm coming up to five years post-PhD. Right. So it's the end of the, the early career researcher, according to the ARC. <laughs> mm. Which means that you obviously can't apply for certain funding. Yes, yeah, certain... so I'm, I'm now just missing out on a lot of um, research op- uh, funding opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And let's talk about what was your announcement on, on social media? Uh, so that I've I've decided that I don't want to do research anymore, and so I'm leaving academia. And um, so, if anyone has any opportunities that they know of, please let me know. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let we us have know. so many listeners; you get a lot of emails. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and, and what what were the steps? You know, at what point did that idea come into your mind? Because clearly, the path you're on is one that you would have planned from your PhD. Like, oh, I want to do research. At what point did that just change? Yeah, so for a long time, I've sort of 
wanted to do research, wanted to be a professor, and I, I decided that I was going to be the one to discover longevity through nanotechnology. That was Ooh, my plan. That's mm. a cool goal. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, since coming back to Australia and settling back into Australia, <laughs> uh, the excitement of going overseas and all that wore off mm. and the day-to-day life of research came back and it started to click that I was hammering a square peg into a round hole and mm. it didn't fit. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, Would you say that was a gradual process or did it at one point did the penny drop? It was very gradual. Okay. And um, I think anyone who's done a PhD is very determined and somewhat stubborn. Yes. And so I was stubbornly going forward with the whole this is my goal this is what I'll do it mm-hmm. was it, so it took a long time to come around to the idea that this is not what I should be doing what is what has people's reaction been to you leaving like when you first started telling people how did they react uh, there's been a variety of reactions I think most researchers sort of come to me with well why don't you just apply for this funding why don't you just try to do it this way um because everyone has has blinkers and Mm. that that this is what i'm doing this is the direction i'm going why would you do something different yeah survivor (laughs) Um, bias yeah survivor bias exactly so that's a good one (laughs) and and that's fair enough it's very understandable so most of the time, if I come to someone for help, they try to offer advice, which is something they've done before. Yeah. And I recognize that. It's usually very good advice for them. <laughs> is this advice typically from people who have permanent positions or? Sometimes, but not always. <laughs> not always. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, often it's other ECRs mm-hmm. um, who are just trying to get through their own life. Yeah. And so they're giving yeah. advice as to what they would like to do. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that's been the feedback. Maybe they feel like they have to say something like that. Exactly. But the the Facebook post I saw was quite positive yes. in that it's more like, you know, whatever happens next is going to be great. And, you know, as long as whatever you're doing, you know, makes you happy, yep. like that's more important than so, yeah. whatever else. It was all on. coming up into the lead up. So before I'd made my decision, yep. it was when I come to people, I'm not really sure what I want to do. Okay. Okay. That's when people yeah. were all kind of like, I think a lot of people took it as almost a criticism of their choice to stay as researchers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and so they would sort yeah. of be like, I'm scared of my yeah. future as a researcher. Yeah. So yeah. you like, should stay as a yeah, researcher. It's like safety in numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stay with us. We're you don't all want to see it as an option to drop out or else because it's, yep. you know, it's something that. I don't know. We think about, but you know, yeah. we don't really want to do, but maybe we have to. So, so I, I'm, I've been invited. I think I told you to give a keynote at Adelaide Uni and I, I, can, I can talk about whatever I want. I'm, I've, I've chosen a, this subject really and the, the topic is going to be on the selfish PhD, how to make your PhD work for you and not for the university or your supervisor. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an important message to get out. Have people said to you, it's just a phase or, yeah, we've all thought that, but it... Absolutely, yes, that has come back to me and especially from older researchers and mm-hmm. I think that's probably people who have, have felt that phase themselves have felt like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, I've gone through that myself but I got through it and the survivor bias that I, I eventually got a job and I feel better about where I am now yeah. so you'll get through it. Um, but now that I've made the decision and I've made the announcement, the commitment yep. to, to leave research, as you said, people have been very supportive. And okay. those same people who said it was a phase yep. have said, oh, I can see that you'll be better off in whatever field that I yeah, tell yeah, them I'm yeah. going to. You know? uh, uh, yeah, yeah, very good. I, I think it's really it's, it's really interesting. So having done that, left research, and now doing something we, like something else, um, 
I do get a sense like initially it felt like a failure inside. Yes, absolutely. Like even though I I failed, I started failing about two years ago. In all like in reality, mm. I think I gave up about two years ago. That's when I went part time, and I think unknowingly or maybe unconsciously, I started to make movements into another direction. Yeah. But that's when I really properly gave up, I think. And then it slowly was like, oh, it was more of this. And then I w- was lucky to get another job, and I yeah. got point uh, eight again. So. I was like, it's so stupid to turn down that. You got a promotion. I got a promotion (laughs) and they they met me on all my conditions I wanted. I was like, oh, yeah, it's going that way. But yeah, I I I feel like I properly gave up. But when I decided, when I said, yes, I'm off, that despite how long I had not actually been doing proper science, it still hurt a little deep down. Do you feel anything like that? Absolutely, yes. There's many feelings of like I'm a failure and because of going through imposter syndrome for so many years mm-hmm. it's like that that just came straight to the surface I really yeah. was an imposter all that I, time I hadn't made that connection but, yeah wow but it doesn't mean that you are you are a failure absolutely you not yes. I mean, no not this, at all the field is just it just kills people off <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I want to make it clear that people who do want to do research or who are feeling that way, it doesn't mean that you're an imposter. It doesn't mean that you should leave research. I think a lot of people go through these things and some people just want to leave, some people don't. It, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the university system is all geared around making you want further research work or make you, you know, like there's never a point throughout the whole process where someone goes, there are more options. Hey, that's it. There hey, are come over, come yeah, over to exactly. the corner, man. That's true. Like there are other options, and you know, if you plan well, there's no reason why you can't have a, a satisfying career elsewhere instead of this panic station. Yep. Um, Cameron. Yes. I want to ask you. All right. You are currently someone who, in my eyes, is very successful. Okay. You've, you, you're hitting all of the metrics. Yeah, that P-pop. you should be. I'm, I'm winning the people most relevant. That's right. Scientist. That is the yeah. most metric, <laughs> the most important metric. Um, but where do you sit on this? Now you've you've been trying for permanent positions. Yeah, you've been um, unsuccessful in a number of kind of grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where do you sit on this sliding scale of I'm gonna fucking do it or yeah. I I need to leave? Uh, I, I'm 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 uh, somewhere in the middle. Okay, you know. Um, so uh, we mentioned last podcast, Noni, you wouldn't have heard it yet, that my wife now has a permanent position. Aww. So what it really means is I don't want to leave Adelaide now. Uh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm probably happy to stay on contracts mm. uh, as long as I stay in Adelaide. That's not really such a problem. Mm. Um, but when, when she was on a contract as well, I was looking for a permanent position anywhere in Australia. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I gotta stop saying that word, or else I'll never. You'll never up. finish. Uh, and so I applied for a lecturing position, which would be the natural progression mm-hmm. from where I am now. Yep. And that's kind of this stopping point where a lot of people get stuck. Where, you know, you get every year for a while as a postdoc, you get a little bit more pay, and it feels like you're going. Oh it, yeah, it feels it so feels good. Like, mm. It feels like you're getting better. <laughs> yep. But I'm now at the top tier of of my level, mm-hmm. and so my pay is not going to increase unless you know. Unless I get a promotion. Yeah. And the way I get a promotion is I go to be a lecturer. Mm. And those jobs are really rare. Yeah. So uh, there was a perfect job at the University of Newcastle where Andy uh, did his PhD. Mm. Thank you. And I applied for that job and I thought that I was perfect Mm. for that position. So they were after a 
level C, so like a low-level lecturing position yep. um, in all the fields that I was good at uh, and I applied for it and I didn't even get an interview. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so I found out recently who actually got that position. Oh, no. Go on. And so... You know the the, you, you the size that. of your scientistness is from your H index. Yep. Yep. My size is eleven. Yep. What? That's a, that's a sexy eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank Legs you. Eleven. Yeah. Now the person who got it, they are about the we same number of years out of PhD as me. Yep. And their H index is twenty-eight. Oh, jeez. So that means they have twenty-eight papers with twenty-eight or more citations. citations. I mean, yeah. that is that is. Unbelievable. I know. I can tell yeah. you that yeah. in Newcastle, there are full-time permanent position uh, uh, lecturers who do not have that H-index. Yeah. So I saw people who they... I looked at who that like their, their most junior people there and yeah. I was better by H-index length than them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. How long is your H-index? <laughs> uh, and so the guy with the H-index of 28, he has... Something like five papers with more than a hundred citations as well. Uh -huh. God, there must wow. have thousands of which is, sites then. Which is yeah. really like the, that the great point, I yeah. think. Um, and so I don't have any. And yeah. so uh, what it means to me is I don't know the chance. Like Newcastle is a good university, but it's, it's not great still. It's like maybe not even top ten in Australia. No, definitely not top ten. So, so this is what's changed. This is a big shift. Is that. To get a permanent position, you basically yeah you basically got to have uh, a professor level yeah. um, uh, track record. But that's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it's like, crazy. That doesn't it's make crazy. a good and lecturer. Only a very small percentage of people are going to meet that with as an ECR. It's it's, yeah. it's you know very very difficult. But I, I heard an argument, Cameron. Maybe you can talk to this. But okay. Someone said the cream will rise to the top. Now this huh. is someone who is his old school academia. Yep. Got there professorship will stay there forever um he said the cream will rise to the top is it and is it is it your job you're just we're i'm mm -hmm. just and you we're just not the cream maybe i don't know but you're in terms of metrics you're yeah. doing very well well very well compared to some but not very well compared to other people applying for the same jobs mm. Mm. um and I don't know what else I can do. I don't want to work any harder. Yeah. I don't want to work with less ethics yeah. uh, to, to game the system anymore. Um, and so I don't, you know, I'll, I'll keep working. I like doing what I do, but I don't know how long. So, I mean, I've, I'm employed until the end of this year. Mm. Um, and so I don't know what I'm doing after that. Mm. So, mm. I'd, so I'd say with your, with your track record, I'd say 10 years ago, oh, it, you'd yeah. have had, a, you know, you, you probably would have got a permanent position. But something has something has shifted significantly in the last, I don't know, five or so years, I'd say. Mm. Uh, and I noticed that when there was a, a, a lecturing position advertised here at Flinders, not even a permanent position, uh, oh. but just, just, a, <laughs> just a five-year position, and the people applying had track records that were as good as professors here mm. who got their jobs, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So that's that's incredible when you've got people applying for a short-term contract with better track records than people who've already got permanent positions. Something has shifted seismically, and I've talked to a couple of academics about this who have said, "Yes, it's not the same now as it used to be." Yeah. So, Chris, I want to get real with you. Get real. I want to get real. You've been in the system long enough now. 
that I imagine you've hit a couple of walls. I imagine it like you're kind of going along and you hit boom and you're like, you either carry on going or you just go, fuck it, I'm out. So right? for how me- ma- How many of those? Tell, oh, tell those. So for me, it's like, it's not um, when to call it a day, it's why am I still here? <laughs> <laughs> like really, why am, I, why am I still here? So uh, started my first postdoc in 99, started my position here and did like four or five postdocs. It started my job here in 2008 on a five-year contract. There was an expectation it would turn permanent. My boss has told me that. Yeah. But it just hasn't happened. The, the university hasn't come to the party. And so now since like 2013, it's been these one-year contracts yeah. every year. Um, and so, yeah, I've thought, about, I've thought about ditching it loads of times, loads of times. But I got married and had kids, yeah. oh, and that does that does start to mm. things get really real. Then, then yeah. it's like, you know, and I'm 46 now, yeah. so can I realistically, you know, uh, leave this? Maybe even have to get retrained in something else. Yeah. Or do I just sort of, you know, grin and bear it and and just try and push on? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. It's not perfect at all, and. I've had a lot of discussions with my boss and other people about, and and I'm and what's changed recently is I'm actually emailing and contacting quite high up people in the university, yeah, and sending them like emails saying, "This is my situation." Yeah, um, it's stressful. It's you know I've I've given the university a lot of good service over the years. Yeah, what can be done? Mm. And so this meeting is going to start taking place. Now, what will that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. but I feel a bit like you were saying, Cameron. I feel like we've got roots here now, so I don't really want to leave Adelaide. Yeah, and uproot the family. Yep. Um, oh, completely understandable. And my, yeah. My wife's got a permanent part-time position. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. It, it, it's tricky. It's tricky. But I think, I mean, your situation's a bit different again. In that, it's really hard. You couldn't just take a plunge. Like Andy, for instance, oh. you're you're backed up by your girlfriend who has yeah. a very good job. Yep. Uh, and so you could kind of plunge into nothing. I am so so fortunate, and I I feel a bit guilty about it. And I, I'm, it's <laughs> it's that I can just go fuck it. I'm rolling the dice, and yep. that's exactly what this year, the next couple of years, is about. Is I'm going to roll the dice. I may earn a pittance. Yeah. Actually, I've worked it out. I'm probably going to earn about a quarter of what I was earning <laughs> as a researcher. But the idea being that I end up in the long term doing something that I like, mm-hmm. I, like I really like, and that will eventually provide me with some form of, you know, a good, permanent, uh, uh, yeah, permanent job or something. And money is not the true metric of success. It isn't, but you, <laughs> I'd like to think, I mean, I, if you get enough money to, to live the lifestyle that you'd like, I think that's uh, that's success. And then Noni, you said before your contract is ending in August, yes. a few months from now. Have you got? Are you currently plunging away, or do you have something lined up? To I do don't afterwards? have anything lined up yet. Yeah. No. And so uh, your husband, you have you're happily married. Yes. Uh, is he? I like, like well done happily. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is he working and he's happy for you to, to plunge? I wouldn't say happy, but yes, I mean, we're happily married, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, he's, for now. He's well, not impressed at my decision. I'll oh, put it that way. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. But, um, and, and that makes a huge difference, yeah. doesn't it, to have someone supportive. And, and I think one thing with, with my partner, Kate, is that because I was on this downward trend with science, we mm. did talk about it a lot, like what do we do? And I think having that, 
really preemptive talk to say there may be a year where i actually don't earn very much Mm -hmm. you know like Mm. how does that how does that feel for you how you know what can i do to make it less i don't know nerve-wracking for for the other party yeah and i'm very lucky that kate's incredibly supportive and and if nothing else really encourages me to like fuck it go for it roll the dice kind of thing um but so now noni you're in a situation where you are looking yes what is that like uh, well, it's obviously stressful because I want to do something which I will love, mm, but mm. I know I need to earn some money because we have a mortgage and my husband's income alone isn't going to cover that for very long. Mm, We're going to be yeah. dipping into savings. Yeah. So that's not ideal. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah, so I need to find something where I'm utilizing those transferable skills. It's <laughs> 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 a catchphrase of ours. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also where I can I can find what it is that I'm going to love yeah. because I know I like communicating and I love interacting with people. Yeah. So whatever it is, I need to interact with people every day yeah. and I don't do yeah. that in the lab. So yeah. <laughs> You seem to be uh, announcing everywhere, you know, give me some options on what to do next. Is it because you're not sure what you even the field where you want to work or um, you just kind of want to know everything first and then decide later. I've I've I mean I I joined a mentoring program and and had a mentor who who introduced me to tons of people just to talk to them about what they do. Yeah. And that has been the best thing. So I mean I, I you know I called Andy to ask him about freelancing and what uh-huh. that's like, you know. <laughs> and just cried at each other of, on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just kind of like, well, that doesn't sound like something I really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. You know, just talking to people and that's something about, you know, going out on Twitter and talking to people, what opportunities are out there, mm-hmm. not just to find out what jobs there are, but also uh. so people can tell me what, what exactly is your job because mm. in, in academia you're so sheltered. You don't know what other jobs are and nope. what people do. <laughs> no, that's very true for me as well. I, I'm thinking like, well, what, what else can I do? I don't yeah. know what else I can do now. I feel, yeah. I feel a bit stuck that way. Yeah, but um, I mean something that I noticed both of you said is that you actually do enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And that's very promising. <laughs> yeah, no, that is good. There is definitely aspects of my job that I do love. I, I, I can't deny it. There, there's aspects I hate, but that, you know, nothing. I can think be you'll perfect. find that in every job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's true. That's true. Um, but it doesn't really matter what age you are. You yeah. you can change jobs, and you have a whole lot of skills and knowledge that you don't even realize are valuable to other people. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. It's true. <laughs> it's not just possible. It's oh, true. Chris. Oh, Chris, we love you. <laughs> my cantilever knowledge can be used elsewhere yeah we Absolutely. talked about it yeah. elevators elevators oh. <laughs> fuck I talked about it didn't I uh, yeah. yeah so one thing I wanted to touch on and, and we uh, this is this is going backwards a little bit is the, is the partner thing one thing mm. that is really hard for partners to understand is like looking from their point of view at us it's like but you work so much. You do so much. Mm. Like, like. Yeah. All right, Kate maybe noticed that there was a slide with <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. But in Everyone general, noticed. Everyone I, noticed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what, what my wife finds difficult is like, how, how can this not be? How can this not turn into a permanent position? Like, yeah. All like, the like you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and, yeah, and yeah. everything. So for them, it's quite frustrating. I think. And then, and then that frustration is like, well, I, I can't do any more. You yeah. know, I think that's it. that's the one thing my husband's been supportive about me leaving science is that he'll actually get to see me more often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. So what's going to happen now is when my contract ends, if I don't get a new contract, uh, we might implement some of our purge ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> love it, love it. So what I'd like to do is just go around, and I'll, I'd like for each person to talk about what they love about their current job and 
maybe a little bit of advice for someone who is in the, oh, I don't know what I wanted. Like, what is your advice to those people that are deciding stay or go? Find a mentor who is not your boss. Yes. So get out and talk to people That's that you respect. Um, and just, you don't even have to use the word mentor. Just ask them to come out and have coffee with you for a few times. Tell them you're struggling and be vulnerable. So. And there's something you really love about your current job? Um, actually, my boss. She's really, really supportive and she's given me a lot of really good advice. She mm. always has time to, to help me. Um, she lets me go to all of the professional development courses on work time. <laughs> so, yeah. mm. What a brilliant um, job. Yeah. Like, well, yeah what, I mean, there, there are plenty boss. of bosses out there who won't let people leave the yeah. building. No, she's good. she lets me go. She, does, she doesn't contact me on the weekends. It's great. Yeah. All right. So you know what I love most about my job? You. <laughs> coffee. No, no. The free no. coffee you don't pay for. See, seeing my name in print on papers. Yeah. You know, I love good. that. I still love that. You know, I, I still get a bit of a, a thrill from that. My advice, my advice, that's a tough one, is Noni's is so good, I'm tempted to just say whatever Noni said, but I'm not. I, l- l- let me think. Have a good look at your track record and assess it as objectively as you can. Mm, yeah. And that's tough to do. Even if I look at mine right now, I'm kind of happy with it. But is it a permanent position track record? I still don't know, unfortunately. Mm. But if you can really look at it and maybe look at other contemporaries who, you know, who are out there, and if it really is significantly better, then have a think. Mm. That's all I can say. All right, so I'm I'm liking my project at the moment in that not it's something that's actually very difficult to do. So the fact that I am doing it uh, is showing some skill, and so it makes me feel good when a PhD student tries to do it and they can't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, and my bit of advice, uh, something I I learned from a crate paper workshop that I went to a few <laughs> weeks ago, uh, is that um, as a young researcher, you should be focusing on external visibility so that's doing things that people outside of your department can see so that's papers talks and not focus on internal indispensability so Mm. don't 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 waste time doing the jobs just to make someone else happy unless it's actually helping you at the same time oh yeah that's That's my big problem yeah that's good advice Mm. yeah Our next section is Science This. We use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And today, the Science This topic is moving between countries. Now, hopefully you're not doing this every day. What a waste of petrol. Mm. Um, yes. And it's from Mike on the forum. So thank you very much, Mike. You had Thanks a few a lot, other things up there as yeah, well. I just looked at what he wrote on the forum and I like the other two options much more. <laughs> but they were the one you chose. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it. I love putting the pressure on. What were the other two? Uh, like, football and beer. Oh, God. Oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, exactly. I knew you guys would love that. Anyway, yeah, no. moving between countries. Cameron. Uh, so, I mean, moving between countries is pretty much. Uh, very important for scientists. Uh, we've all done it. Uh, mm. um, Noni, you've done it the most times, I think, out of all of us. How many times have you done it? You, you've gone Three? Australia, Japan. Japan, England, England, Australia. Yeah. And Gibbo, you just moved to England, uh, floundered around and then came back to Australia. Yeah, I moved I moved England, but yeah. I'd, Good choice of verb. I think it was floundering. <laughs> yeah, I would sort of go back and forth a bit. Interesting. And so I, I just moved to Germany, then came back to Australia. 
And Andy, you've moved to... Uh, science has taken me to from Plymouth to Swansea, to Swansea to Newcastle, Newcastle back to Swansea, Swansea to Newcastle, Newcastle to Adelaide. And here I've stayed. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so I think hopefully we all agree that, I mean, moving in general is hard. Oh, yeah. yeah, no and, one yeah, likes that. It is, definitely. Uh, and moving countries is probably makes it a lot harder because of how oh, far yeah. you're going. You, it's hard to carry everything in your 30 kilos of uh, luggage. <laughs> Agreed. Yep, absolutely. Um, and so what I want to do is to make moving obsolete. Tell us how, Cameron. <laughs> uh, and so I want to live in a world where... I can live wherever I want. Nude. I don't even have to be... I said where. <laughs> Nude is not a place. Or is it a, might be a place in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, very good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you can live wherever you want. Say like you like sunny weather, you go somewhere sunny. Yeah. You like windy weather. Some Who reason, the fuck <laughs> likes windy weather, Cameron? Who some, goes, I want my hair all over... I don't have that problem I'll tell you anymore. who. An English person would love windy weather because it's something to complain about all the time. Yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah. Nice to complain. Someone with gas problems, but okay. Flatulence. Yeah. Uh, Flatulent <laughs> person. Someone who's just like got um, IBS with the food. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You've thought that out well. Thanks. Uh, I did an improv course. And so, uh, at the moment, say if I if I were to live, say, in a country town somewhere, as long as you have a good internet connection, yep. most of our work can just be done. So meetings can happen over Skype. Oh, as long yeah. as that's organized well, the other person's on time. You can still talk. I think I yeah. see where this is going. You so say your BS. Yeah. You say your BS. You don't yeah. listen to the person. You say, yeah, I'll do this, do this, do this. You don't do them. I mean, yeah. nothing's going to change yeah. for the meetings. Yep. Where it becomes difficult for us as scientists is the lab work. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, and so you can maybe have some simple things. I don't know, a robot doing something. <gasps> Robots. You can, you can direct a student slash slave to do things for you. Uh, and risky. for some instruments like our uh, atomic force microscopy, which we're all massive fans of. Love it. Um, and experts in. There's already an option to do those things away from the actual instrument. Yep. So as long as that. the sample's in place, the tip's there to measure the sample, you don't have to be in the room. You yep. can... Uh, you know, how, how does that work, Chris? There's how special d- software. One one version is called TeamViewer. And so what it means is um, you can actually remotely control the software from yep. a different location. You've done that before, Noni? And yeah, something similar? Yeah, although I like other software better. Yeah, yeah there's, there's other kinds that can yes. do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. TeamViewer is yeah. kind of but, crap. But yeah. Chris, just explain to me the nitty gritty of how one computer talks with another computer. <laughs> yeah, come on, Chris. So um, there's these... Like, really, ma- just just don't be... Don't be too general. Be as specific as you want. So you have these magic wires uh-huh. and you connect them <laughs> magic up. Magic wives. Wires. <laughs> and I was going to say this is going to go a weird direction. And then, and then you get a computer guy to install the software and then they write out a list of, of the things you do yep. and the keys you press and then, hey, presto. Okay. Hey, yep. presto. Yep. So there it is. I mean, yep. it, it's it's That's as technical simple. as it can get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think what you kind of would miss out with that offline work is mm-hmm. the kind of day-to-day interactions with people. Yeah. Not so much like the, hey, how you going? Because you can get that anywhere. Mm-hmm. But more like the little collaborations which spark when you kind of just happen to see what someone else is doing. Mm. Mm. Uh, and also something that I spend a lot of time, time doing when I'm in the lab myself is I notice people doing things wrong. And I tell them, hey, um, that's unsafe or that's not the way you do it. Oh, you're an annoying and, piece of shit. 
That's not annoying. <laughs> that's that's called no, being helpful. I, I understand the the safety thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd feel really weird if uh, you're talking like people at the same level as you. Who's the same level as me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> if someone's doing something not the Cameron way, I'll say, "Hey, I do it like this. See, that's the annoying bit. That's no, the annoying bit. What the hell else can I say it? Well, don't. It's let, that's no, no, no. The, the, the real question is this. When you manage to correct someone doing something wrong, yep. do you get a little thrill of pleasure? No, I get no pleasure out of it because I know the next time I see them doing it, they'll be doing it the wrong way again. <laughs> oh, really? I enjoy it, actually. Anyway, go. <laughs> uh, and so that's, you're not really, if with a robot, that's not really happening. Your yep. PhD slash slave. You're not really going to be able to help them. You're not going to be able to tell them, hey, you don't weigh things out like that Mm -hmm. or, hey, Mm -hmm. don't breathe that dust uh, because you're not going to notice if you're not there. Mm. Uh, So what I want to do with my science this is to make some kind of virtual reality space where I can plug in from anywhere I want. So I'm I'm wearing a headset and I've got gloves on so everything's all responsive. Yep. And then in a lab somewhere in the world, wherever it's cheap to make things, there's then there's a robot me. And it does... I would love to fuck with that robot. It does exactly <laughs> what I do. So at my house, wherever I choose to live, I have a shed. The yep. exact same size as my lab. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and then and I'm, move around. I'm walking around mm. the lab, my shed, and then my, my virtual me or my Android me. Yep is doing the exact same things. And so with my Android me, I'm doing the the experiments, you know, I'm telling people off because they're they're Android them <laughs> oh, yeah. are in the same room. <laughs> the Android's face would have to be really yeah. condescending and patronizing. Kind of look a bit like Cameron. <laughs> Just a permanent sort of look of derision on its face. Uh, and so in this within this virtual reality space, I'm getting everything done but I'm never having to move from the place where I want to live. And so the Android me is doing all the research, is taking the samples to the characterization suite that I want to use, Mm -hmm. and then I can uh, remotely control that characterization suite uh, through Chris's magic wires. Uh, Is that what you said? Magic wires? Magic Magic wires. And you need a computer guy, Uh, a computer guy who who tells you, he writes a list of things to do. Can it be just a computer bot that's also just... Even better, even better, a robot that'll tell you what to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so with the, I'm, I'm then saving time on travel because I'm working where I live uh, and I'm always working in the best lab in the world. Anyone can join that lab from anywhere in the world. Yep. Science science has helped, I'm helped, and I've just science moving overseas. Boom! No knee. Moving between countries. Fill us with your science <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore him. Ignore him. You suddenly look very uncomfortable. Ignore him. Ignore him. (laughs) Fill me to the brim with your science. Alrighty. Uh, So yeah, as you mentioned, I've moved overseas a few times, and every time I've done it, I've done it a little bit more efficiently. Okay, so you're getting better. So I think that I've been getting better. All right. And I think that that much like the scientific method, you know, you you do the experiment again, you do it a little bit better. Good. In theory. Um, So I was thinking that you you just make an army of clones. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I love this. Yeah. Are you, there might uh, be a reason is, I like this podcast. This is genius. Noni clones or Gibbo clones? 
I don't really care. They can be any clones. <laughs> Probably better if they're not me, to be honest. Yeah, let's just say they're, they're Falcon clones. Falcon clones. I like this. They're all in leather. <laughs> <laughs> you just created some, some horrible gay club. That's yes. what you've done. Yes. They're just whipping each other. And, and they're filling everyone with science. <laughs> all right. Everyone's full of science thanks to Gibbo's Falcon in leather. Yep. Yes. Yep. And every time. Yep. So they've got to fill all of their suitcases and mm-hmm. with all of their leather and, and toys. Yep. And they've got to do it. In the, every every time in the more efficient way. What are the so toys some of like, them are the, like the negative Boggle controls. Or Pluto? Sorry. <laughs> what kind of toys? Boggle, Cluedo. Yes. Solitaire. For the Correct. innocent <laughs> listeners, yes. Some of the negative controls that aren't moving between countries, mm-hmm. and some of them are moving between countries. So you know, split them in the halves. Yep. Send some of them overseas, and then split them in half, and then send them overseas again. And every time, they're going to do it more efficiently. Okay. So this is going to cost a lot of money, but that's fine. That's no, the no, no, there's no option here. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. Um, so yeah, so by the, by the time we've we've gone through massive, massive amounts of clones, yep, we're going to have a bunch of clones in different countries that are the negative controls sitting there going, okay, yep. what are we going to do? But yep. by the end of it, we're going to have one clone who is super, super efficient at moving countries. So, so you're talking about the evolutions, like forcing yeah, evolution much, yeah. on moving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nice. I like it. That is very science I like that. Yeah. It's better than Cameron. So are you, how, what's your metric to know how well something's moved? Uh, just the fact that they have moved. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't died on so the just, way. They just didn't time. die. They've still got their well, you, stuff. You could have time, the, the mass of clothing. Yeah. Um, you could have stress levels, test for those and things yeah. like that. Optimize all those um, parameters. Well, you know how everyone always asks, have you settled in yet? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah. Just don't settle in. It's safer. <laughs> yeah. But then can your metric be the time it takes for you to finally say, yeah, to that settled. question, that yeah, could, that could a be point. a parameter. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Like, I haven't, I've, I haven't unpacked my house yet, and I moved into my house two years ago. So I'm not sure if I've settled <laughs> in there. Cameron, yet. just get rid of the stuff you haven't. Yeah, unpacked. exactly. If you it's haven't clearly, looked at it in two yeah. years, Agreed. It's good yeah. to go. Don't do it, Cameron. Yeah. Don't uh, do it because you'll need that stuff the day you chuck it out. <laughs> Lauren, if you're listening, that's your box of toys. <laughs> <laughs> toys? Jesus. Is that Boggle or Pluto <laughs> or Solitaire? What kind of toys? No judgment. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> What are they called? Monopoly. Be- uh, plush toys, bears, and that. Oh, oh. Right. no, no, <laughs> mate. toys, mate. Do not throw them out. Yeah, they're, they're going to be uh, they're going to be worth some money someday. You want to buy them now? No. And then invest them. <laughs> <laughs> no, adults with comfort items have better emotional stability. So keep them. Okay. Well, should I just pl- place them randomly around the house? No, you got them on the on the couch, on the bed. Okay. Yeah. Take them off the bed when you sleep. Put them back in the morning. Yeah. And when when you have something sort of like a bit scary to say to Lauren, staple them to yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you assuming that she attacks me with physical violence? Of course. Yeah. What I'd like to do though is you have a dog. I reckon you become his favorite toy. <laughs> just chew me for a bit. No, just hump you. <laughs> Reggie doesn't do that kind of thing. <laughs> Got to slightly serious very quickly. Yeah, that was, was just good. like dead serious. Reggie okay. doesn't do that. But what about what about that then as a metric for how quickly you settle in? Like how quickly you find the spot for your soft toys? I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's toys, a bunch of parameters, I think. That would yeah. definitely be one, mm. I think. Now, there is a flaw what? because Falcon, who is me, is amazing. Yeah. 
and you would have. I mean, you you moving. I'm 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 imagining you would have had your ponytail clips and a jacket, and then and that's all you would have been moving around. And a box with. of cantilevers. Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> that is frighteningly accurate. I have to say, the only person who has checked in baggage only on an international flight. No, not checked in. Carry on baggage only. I did get it down to that level after the number of times I moved. It was almost oh, see, just carry was, on. Then that's it's true. a good study. Yeah, yeah, it is actually quite effective. Yeah, and it's good science. Good, good science. Uh, Andy, what do you got? Thanks. I feel like I'm happy. I, I don't want a situation like like yours, Cameron, where people aren't being interactive or exposing themselves to other. different well, cultures. Well, there's interaction. Yeah, but like it's VR. different. Have you tried? I mean, like this is the thing. Skype, right? Yep. Skype has been around for years. How often does it actually work? How many times on Skype has someone said, can you hear me? Or can you see me? Or I reckon that's the biggest thing that's, t- that's said on Skype. Oh, you're breaking up would be another one. Or yeah. like, oh, I didn't quite catch that. Like, that's how bad we are at technology. Yeah. Even though people are like, this is the next big thing. So what I'm saying is people still need to move. Even in the future, to physically move, physically to really move. move. Okay. So what I'm doing is saying, what's the world? What's the biggest problems human faces right now? What's the biggest problem? Oh, um, energy, global warming, energy, global warming. Right, both of them. Perfect. You got. Well, I've it. done meat suit. You can't do that. I'm not doing meat suit. Don't worry. <laughs> it wasn't even on my radar. Um, what I'm saying is, I want to move people. I want to move them in the most uh, climate sensitive, climate sensible, or low carbon way. Okay. Okay. Mm. So what I'm doing is. <laughs> Why have you got top secret over your paper? Is that going to be relevant it is later? A top secret. My God. This is a top secret. <laughs> is that going to be relevant at all? Uh, no, no. I just, I just. Well, my printer. Yeah, my printer had a, a new function. It said watermark, but it's not a watermark. It's just a hundred percent top secret. <laughs> so there's going to be some words missing from what there you're are. Yeah. About. So what I'm doing is replacing when you become a scientist and Mm -hmm. then you accept moving around the world i'm replacing every single one of your belongings with a low weight version okay all right example example please you ask (laughs) if you like tennis right Uh uh-huh dunlop sport uses an aerogel in its rackets for tennis squash and badminton okay all right so I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking aerogel, which is the lightest material oh. known to man, okay. made of graphene, made of silica, I think, as yep. well. And some air. Um, and, so, and a lot of air, mm-hmm. a lot of space. Do you, or you just say, you're not playing tennis, now you're playing ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even then, ping pong, make it out of, aerogel is not oh, okay. right, right, for ping pong, so it Wood needs gel. to be stiff. So um, a team of MIT researchers discovered that taking small flakes of graphene and fusing them together like a mesh-like structure not only retains the material strength, but also remains porous and super, super lightweight. Okay. So get your table tennis racket, Mm -hmm. and you're going to make it out of this graphene sponge, this hard graphene sponge thing. Boom. You've now, instead of... I mean, what they lay, 30 kilograms international flight? Yep. You will be able to move all of your possessions and everything you own uh-huh. in about, I'm going to aim for five kilos. Whoa. Why not aim for 30? Because it costs too much energy. I'm going to uh, okay. say, you, oh, yeah. as a scientist, because okay. you have yep. to fly all of that shit that you yep. think you need. All of that shit that you've spent, oh, I need my thing, and, yeah, and you don't look at it for two years, yeah, right? Like, who's go- who, no one plays tennis. <laughs> no one plays tennis anymore, unless you're rich. So, 
Is that, a rich, is that a rich person's game? Isn't yeah, it, it is. <laughs> so, Pat and Polo. Once again, horses. I'm going to yeah. make a robotic, super lightweight version of a horse. A super okay. lightweight horse. Yeah, made of aerogel and this magical graphene material, oh, yeah. okay. right? right? Anyway, clothes. So, yeah. Clothes. Clothes are going to be made out of aerogel and this super white. Like, you're going to okay. look a little bit like a goth because they can only well, really get browns and greys. Shoes. Shoes are really heavy. Shoes are yep. really heavy, so yep. I'm going to replace points. it with graphene, sponge, and aerogel. <laughs> Sounds so, comfortable. Yeah. Okay. You're just making everything out of graphene. Yeah. Now, graphene and aerogel. Yeah. My computer, that's quite heavy. Graphene and aerogel. Okay. Right. So, and silica <laughs> particles and quantum computing. Fuck it. Beauty Don't, products. Beauty products. Just smear graphene on your face. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you think that's better than making aeroplanes more fuel efficient? Or yeah. Or making the aeroplanes lighter? Once again. Make it out of graphene and aerogel. <laughs> I'm saying these are the materials for the future. Yeah. Just my only concern is if you turn on a fan, I uh-huh. think they're all just going to blow away. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of glue in there as well. <laughs> Problem solved. All right. Yep. That works. Boom. All right. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Making things lighter. Good. Yeah. Good spin. Yep. Yep. Good. Well done. Um, good. Chris, uh, something, something sensible. <laughs> stop, um, stop hosting. Chris, anything sensible? Uh, 90s yours was good and in Cameron as usual mediocre <laughs> I had a good so, uh, supervisor for my PhD oh, what a oh. sucker no that's that's fine who who, who? oh that was me wasn't it no, I nearly forgot one of many thank you oh. yeah. so alright um, before I begin you guys know me yep. you know yep. always, I hope your so this would be weird I've always <laughs> carried myself with a certain yeah. quiet dignity um, so why do people move Right, they have a lot of reasons. In 1999, I moved because I wanted to continue my research career after my PhD, mm. and I wanted to to do my <laughs> first postdoc. Look at him; he loves it. I wanted to do my 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 first postdoc at one of the greatest seats of learning in human history. Oxford, yeah. No, at the chemistry department at Cambridge University. Was that Weird. your first postdoc? That was my first postdoc. Oh, I didn't realize you yeah. really tricked them. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Um, and then you were in England for nine years. Uh, nine years. So, so I did one at Cambridge, two postdocs at Nottingham, one in Leeds and one in Birmingham. So after Cambridge, you didn't stay at Cambridge anymore. They wanted me to, but but I, I had to I'd spread my wings and go elsewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with this, Cameron? I'm just saying maybe, but, but other people would have stayed. They they would have yeah they would have they would have but I need like I said I had spread to spread my wings spread your wings and fly away yeah I had to, I had to spread my cantilever knowledge throughout the UK you can. Okay. Uh, that's really unrelated to what I'm going to say next I just thought I'd name drop <laughs> All right. Cambridge so that's, that whole section's cut <laughs> yeah. no, no just, don't cut that don't cut that just start again now as if it's new just for fun just start new um, Cambridge so anyway <laughs> so uh, I'm no, no robots. What? Right? No genetically engineered clones. No virtual reality. What? Nope. Nope. No matter transported clones. So what we've got to do is we've got to weigh up. We've got to assume that... Um, I'm assuming that people have worked out why they want to go. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming okay. they've worked out where they want to go. Yeah, that's pretty normal to and happen before, what, you, were, before what, you move. But that's not part of my sciencing is optimizing where they're going to go and things like that. Mm. What I'm optimizing is the things that people hate about travel. I hate packing. Okay. really hate packing. Yep. I hate the actual travel part. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I hate all the passport stuff. Oh, okay. Right? I really, really hate that. 
Um, and I don't, you know, learning new languages and things like that. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you all the cultural, English. all the yeah. cultural assimilation. I mean, and you've, like you've that. learned a language a few times, and you didn't like it any of those times. <laughs> I didn't want. To, I didn't want to. So, so <laughs> that was that was that was part of the problem. So um, I've kind of got two that I'm going to do. So <laughs> clearly, <laughs> all the relevant materials that I need are waiting for me in my location. I'm paying a company yep. to sort all this out for me. I'm getting chipped with all my passport details, all my information. Where's the chip going? Uh, it'll go just under my skin. I don't care. It can go anywhere, yeah. really. Yeah. Can I suggest places? Oh, you can. <laughs> Ballsack. <laughs> Ballsack. Yeah, all right, if, if necessary. Um, retina scans, all that. All my private information, I'm just giving it over. Yeah. You can barcode me. You can do whatever you want. Yep. You can shave my head like Andy and put the barcode in the top of my scalp and scan me. That's and what whatever. <laughs> you can do all that sort of thing. I am put into hibernation by this company, put onto a rocket because that's the fastest way to travel. Okay. That rocket takes me to my destination. I'm still I'm drugged and unconscious while this is going oh, on. Oh god, this sounds like an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Bad things could happen while yeah. this is happening. Uh, and then um, I'm simply gently awoken by the sound of a bubbling brook and music <laughs> at my location with everything unpacked and everything ready to go. Perfect. And now, why why would they bother putting you in a rocket if you're hibernating? Why not then they put you in the hibernation and then, then you just go by the slowest and cheapest possible way? Exposure to, to drugs that uh, put you unconscious is a little dangerous. I want to minimize that time <laughs> as much as possible. Cameron. And also, Cameron, the anxiety of knowing that your, your journey, even if you're asleep before, just isn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now... As I said, cultural simulation and language, right? Yeah, the worst bits of traveling. Worst bits of traveling. <laughs> are, you, are you going to do packing later? Because you actually mentioned packing before. Oh, no, the company does all that for me as well. Oh. All done for me. All done for me. I'll pay whatever's this necessary. This is like a super concierge service. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. Now, that, that's already available exist, to happen. Yeah. Not really. Not, yeah, not, it, not no, really. it actually does but, already yeah. exist. No, well, I mean, no one drugs you and puts you on a rocket. <laughs> I will. I'm sure they will if you pay enough. <laughs> Let's get back to cultural assimilation and learning languages. All right. Now, the easiest way to get rid of this is we just have the same culture all over the planet. And the other way to is get rid of it. Is that a good thing? It, wait, wait till I get to the culture first. <laughs> and then the other thing would be to have just one language. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what is a culture that I think, you know, certainly scientists would aspire to and think is pretty good? Star Trek, the Federation. That's that the culture. That is what we model our entire culture on. The Federation or Vulcan? Oh, God, the Federation. what a nerdy question. The Federation. Yeah, okay, not right? Vulcans. So and the language we use, because they actually have a, a developed language in Star Trek, Klingon. Oh, no. God. Yep. God but no. the Federation don't use Klingon. Yeah, but... The, no, we can't use English because that's a human language. No, use and that logjam. Would cause, that was, which one? Logjam. What's logjam? <laughs> it, it's a language that's uh, completely logically consistent. Oh, okay. We could do that. But what? That exists? Yeah. I like. No one speaks it. <laughs> I like Klingon or Klingonese, whatever you want to call it. Klingonese. Because we've got a little competition. I'm going to read out oh. some Klingon. Oh, yes. Yes. Do it. And I, I mean, you're not going to probably get it from the way I pronounce it, but nope. I'll post it, the actual spelling. All no, right. you can't do that because people will just copy and paste it into Google. No, no, I, 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 it's not that simple. You can't get a Google Translate. Yes, yes you, you can. can. Oh, damn it. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but I, want, I really want people to translate this because it's, it's hilarious. All right, anyway. do it. Well, so, you can write it out by hand. And people then can won't be able to just copy and paste. Yeah, that, it but they can take a photo. You can use Google Translate with the photo. 
Not from his handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to ignore whatever you guys said. (laughs) Go. So here is the here is the the phrase I would like people to translate, and you will get a written version, of course. T Bone, awesome. Vajboldi, Andy, Ej, Cameron, Mark, Je, Ich. What does this mean? So it's Andy Boldy, and you probably just called me my nickname. You've been calling me recently. Come on, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. I can't no. tell you. All right, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, really? Is that good? So now there is a problem. There's going to be some resistance, some resistance to this. Not everyone's going to want the Star Trek culture. No, well, not everyone's ev- going to want to speak Klingon. Nearly everyone is going to have to learn a new language. Yeah, yeah. So this has to be enforced. What Perfect. will be enforced with? Gibbo robots, Gibbo genetic clones, and Gibbo matter transported clones dominate, take over the world, and enforce Federation values and cling on on the entire planet. And that's how I do moving. <laughs> that's how I do moving countries. Look at how every single scientist you say there's going to be no Gibbo clone, no matter transfer machine, and then every time they just come back, they yeah, come up. I know. I mean, really, the best way would be just to invent a teleporter, really. That yeah, would make honestly. it so easy. Yeah. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Yep. Check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Check it out. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum, and, and, leave us, oh, and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast. Everywhere. Cameron, sponsor for this week? Uh, you were just listening to Published Perishable Podcasts. It was brought to you this week by, what was it, Andy? Aerographene. <laughs> Aerogel. Aerogel. Aerogel graphene. Yep. Make your life lighter. Yeah. <laughs> well done. All right. Final farewells. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye from Falcon. See ya. Noni, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Noni. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>